times 214. That means we're heading on out to New Salem, North Dakota. We visit with our friend Spencer Wart, or as you call him, the meat dude. Spence, how you been, man? Welcome back. I've uh, been doing good. How are you, Tyler? Doing well. I'm doing well. We had about uh, almost 13 inches, I think, uh, out here in the metro. What'd you end up with out in New Salem? Uh, you know, I heard, I think, 10 in Bismarck. I didn't even hear a report for New Salem. So, uh, not big um, enough, huh? There's, there's, there's some snow out there, though. I can tell you that. Did, so you you still took the pickup from the house to the shop that's like two blocks away? Yep, yep. Still, still not. You got still a not nice enough to walk. <laughs> you uh, got well. What, yeah. We are, you already admitted what it is nice enough. You still don't walk. You got a blade on front of that right. truck. I I don't. Okay. I, after this winter, I'm gonna probably get one. <laughs> I can tell you that. Smart man, live and you learn. Uh, hey, I'm gonna kick off. I know I got some questions that have been waiting for you for an hour, but if I don't get to this, I'm gonna kick myself. Uh, New Rockford, uh, familiar place for uh, many of us here. The they they got a bison processing plant up there, and uh, we were talking earlier this week about there's been some grants, and it's it's owned by ranchers, uh, but the the demand, I guess, is what I'll, the way I'll put it, for bison meat has increased, uh, you know, over the last couple of years. I've had bison burger before, enjoy it. I'm kind of curious, just from your perspective, what sets it apart from a good old beef patty? Well, there, there's there's definitely some flavor uh, differences. There, the way a bison puts on fat is different, so you can definitely taste the difference between bison and and mm-hmm. beef. And I think I think there's more to just bison as the 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 marketability of the animal is just different than beef, right? It's a different picture. It's a different story. It's a different everything. Bison versus beef. Um, at the end of the day, it's still a uh, uh, a great red meat source and they're raised slightly different just because it's a bison than beef. So the, the production line of, of raising bison is a little different. So, um, yeah, bison is good. I actually did my master's research project on bison from, from the plant in New Rockford. I did a shelf life study for them. Uh, so I know those guys really well and, uh, yeah, it's a great business and the bison market right now is, 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 is booming and uh yeah it's cool that north dakota probably not many people realize that we have one of the only bison federally inspected slaughter facilities in the country so it's pretty cool i did not know that and i did not know you did like your whole senior thesis in new rockford talking about this very uh this very plant so walk me well, through it wasn't it. in new rockford oh. it, it was the product came from new rockford, oh but my, I, my yeah. apology you didn't go up to new rockford and, and spend a good week up there no Okay. No, I did it in-house at the NDSU Meat Lab. All right. Well, yeah. uh, tell me what you learned. You talked about the shelf life. I mean, how long, uh, if somebody goes out there and buys a, a bison burger from New Rockford, and they would say, well, I can't <laughs> quite get to this, how long can it stay in the fridge? Let's re- rehash uh, what you learned. Whatever whatever, whatever, their, whatever their label says, that's how long you should be in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good what we, we talked we, we talked shelf life a couple weeks ago, and, uh-huh. and there's just so much to it. It's you, you can't give a, this is the day it's going to go bad. And, and that's why I explained two weeks ago, if you remember, Tyler. Um, <laughs> of course that, I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I took notes. <laughs> that's why plants do in-house um, shelf life studies or, or hire it out or however they do it to see their products, their their microbial world, their um, process, how their exact product stands on the shelf. And that's uh, what I 
what I did for them. And I did, uh, yeah, did, did color, did microbial growth, did, uh, um, oxidation of fatty acids i mean we 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 went pretty in depth um that was a couple of years ago so i'd have to pull out all of my uh data and but i can report back to you next week if oh, you want. okay <laughs> well lucky for you you get two weeks i'm gone next week so if you really oh, have to blow yeah. the dust off that bison report uh i'll give you more time <laughs> explain the cost differential for me I, I mean is it just because it's not as uh, it's not as easily found. The demand. What what makes a bison burger more expensive than just a good old fashioned beef patty? Yeah, like I kind of already touched on, the production of bison is 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 different than beef, and there's just not as many. So it's supply and demand yeah. uh, would be one of the factors on why it's more expensive. And then it's just bison is um, still identified even by the USDA as uh, essentially a wild game. So it's 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 inspected under a different umbrella than like a, a beef animal is. So there's, there's something, you know, there's more expense there for being it's inspected product. There's the, the production. Uh, yeah. There's, there's quite a few factors. You ever butcher one? I have. Yep. We, we do bison um, here mm-hmm. under okay. custom exempt. It doesn't go out to commerce, but uh, you know, individuals will bring their bison in and they, and we, slaughter and process it for them and they take it home and eat it is it more difficult as far as the process you talk about it being a little different i imagine a bigger animal has a different uh they're they're actually not okay well i'm wrong yeah they're actually they're they're actually not bigger animals than beef um you know obviously the herd bulls are going to be a lot bigger but herd bulls you know what you buy in a grocery store that's bison most of the time isn't a herd bull it's usually young animals just like beef you know that two-year-old time frame um, I would say cutting a bison is, is, is very, very similar to beef. Their bone structure is a little different, but other than that, it's very similar on the slaughter side. Yeah. The hide of a bison is drastically different than, uh, than a beef hide. So there is some differences there. Keeping things clean, you know, dull knives is a big deal when you're doing bison, but, uh, the little things like that, that add up time. So. Very good. Well, I took uh, way more of your time on that question than I expected. Let's get to some of the listeners. They sent in to the Adventure RV Tax Club at 35270. Tyler, question for the meat dude. Where do beef medallions come from? What part of the cow? Ooh, medallions. Gosh, this is a couple weeks now that I'm stumped on these questions. Mm. Medallions could be a lot of different things, uh, depending on what retail shop you buy it from. Uh, that term medallion can be used on quite a few different cuts, whether it be, uh, I've heard tenderloins called medallions before. I've heard, um, you know, some of them small, like the, the mock tender from up in the shoulder. If, if those are cut uh, a certain way, it can be called medallions. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think medallion is kind of a universal retail term for a whole muscle chunk of meat that was cut into a certain presentation, let's say. Another one for you. Tyler, question for the meat dude. What part of the cow does a corned beef brisket come from? So corned beef brisket is, is just the brisket that is, is processed in a way that makes a corned beef. And it's essentially just, just curing it with uh, salt and sear and sugar brine. And then usually corned beef has like pickling spices and things like that uh, involved in the process. But it's just a, it's a normal brisket, just like you buy fresh brisket. Um, it's just the process that turns it into a corn brisket. Very good. 
Another question coming in, 35270. Tyler, a question for the meat dude. How can you roast a chuck roast to make it good all day on 250? To make it good all day on 250? I'm just so reading it. So he wants to, leave it, wants to leave it at 250 degrees and cook it all day? I will, read, I will read it. Mat? I will read it one more time as it comes in. Tyler, question for the meat dude. How can you roast a chuck roast to make it good all day on 250? So I'm going to say your interpretation is yes. Okay. Um, roasting all day at 250 degrees. The 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 trick that that's a relatively high temperature for cooking any piece of meat for all day. Um, so if that's kind of your low end that you can do, the the trick is going to be trying to trap as much humidity and keep it around that roast as long as possible so whether you're um wrapping it in tin foil or if you're using a crock pot try to make sure your crock pot is as sealed as good as a crock pot can get or whatever type of cooking method you're using um keeping the humidity trapped around that roast is going to help not dry it out the good thing is chuck roasts are usually on the fattier side just because it comes out of the shoulder so you have uh, a little bit more give compared to something from the hind end, but uh, yeah, two fifty all day. That's that's a tough one. I would I would say don't start it till noon. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> How about half day? All right. Uh, yeah, okay. Day. <laughs> Here's somebody's trying to test me on this one because I think it's Spanish, and even though I took like ten years of Spanish, <laughs> I know very very few words. Uh, Tyler, question for the meat dude: What is Del Monaco steak? Delmonico is uh, a chuckeye, so it's just another term for a chuckeye steak. Um, poor man's ribeye. They're they're really they're really good. There's only like two or three that come a true Delmonico. There's only two or three that come from a half a beef. Um, but yeah, if you see chuckeye at a at wherever you buy your meat, um, it, that's what it is. is Delmonico. Okay. Hey, even I got that one right. Three five two seven zero. You can send in any question you got. Spencer, what's going on? Uh, uh, this weekend, anything before I let you go? Um, I don't, I don't think much. I guess uh, probably shoveling snow like everybody else, <laughs> digging out and get ready for the next storm that's probably coming in another week. Yeah, I think we we've averaged it out about what feels like about every six days we've got some weather event that's uh, barreling down on us. But hey, man, I'm going to let you go earlier this week. I appreciate your time, and you got next week off, so go ahead and find that thesis, study up, take notes. I just want the Cliff Notes version in two weeks, all right? Okay, I hope you forget by after your vacation. <laughs> I believe that odds are in your favor, my friend. I assure yeah. you that. All right, man, you take care until then, all right? So it was fun to chat. Sounds good. You too. Uh, yeah. All right, Spencer, we're at the meat dude. That conversation, as always, brought to you by All Soccer Meats. You can find them out on Audubon, Minnesota, right on Main Drag. You can't miss the big yellow sign right on Highway 10. Uh, some comments coming in about trying to purchase tickets for Willie Nelson. Ah, I heard that was a, a show. You can fill in the blank of what usually comes before the show part just because of how rapidly they went out. No one's fault. It's just the demand was there for it. I'll, I'll touch on the text that came in talking about what they try to do. Then we'll get you caught up with KFGO News next.